very upset. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Jordan would have 40 by now. You know, back in the day, Jordan would have easily had 40 at the Garden at this point. LeBron's a bum. Yeah, George Mikan would have had 50 and 30 by now. By now. <laughs> <laughs> George Mikan. I would love to. That's why, like, we always have these conversations. I'd love to picture, like, George Mikan in today's NBA. Trying to guard, yeah. trying to guard Jokic. Trying to guard Embiid. Embiid, are you kidding me? Embiid would murder that man. That would be so funny. Imagine Embiid in that era. He'd average 100 points a game. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It, with the three-point, I mean, the three-point line wasn't around, but just, like, being able to take guys off the dribble, take them out on the perimeter, it would not be good for a guy I, like George Mike. I know. LeBron's up to 14 now, though. 14 points, seven right. rebounds, six assists. So right. I'd love to hit that 40-point prop, but it's probably not going to happen. But you never know. It's at least the case. I mean, look, the way LeBron's been playing recently, coming into this game, he's averaging, what, like, yeah, 30 a game this year, eight and a half rebounds, seven assists. The guy's 30. He's been in the league 20 years. Yeah, He's shooting 50% from the field. Like, I understand that it's a played-out narrative, and it's a stupid argument because they're not the same player, the Jordan versus LeBron. And uh, But in reality, LeBron James is going to get appreciated a whole lot more once he actually retires. I, the longevity needs to be a major part of his story. I don't want to hear six titles, six for six in the finals. Go look at that Jazz team that Jordan played, Okay. You had John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek out there. They put up 58 points Brian in a finals Russell. game. 58 points in a finals game. Howard Isley was pretty tough, though, off the bench. And Shannon Anderson and Greg Ostertag yeah. and that Adam jazz team. That Jazz team would get whooped by any of LeBron's Cavs yeah. teams that went to the finals. By clearly that Warriors team. Like, it's just a different era. And it's also, it's it, other than when LeBron was in Miami, He's never actually been on the best team in the NBA because when he went back to Cleveland, you had the Warriors to deal with. Yeah. So you go through that whole era. Yeah, no, no, that's true. Really quickly to defend um, that year, though, 97-98, the real NBA Finals was the Eastern Conference Finals. The Pacers were so good yes. that year, man. Yeah, they were. And they actually took the Bulls to seven. The Supersonics team, 95-96, with Gary Payton, Sean Kemp, I think that that team could probably hang in in, in this era of basketball. Yeah. I mean, Gary Payton was one of the best on-ball oh, defenders man. in league history. He was Sean Kemp before the... Booger Sugar, let's just be honest, yeah. <laughs> uh, was just electric, man. Like He just liked the smell of it, that's all. He was – I had Sean Kemp posters in my room. He was oh, so yeah. fun. The Rain Man. Until he got fat. Yeah, and then he was yeah. like 550 – Yeah. It was after the lockout he yeah. went to Cleveland, and then that was it. That yeah. was We never but had the Rain Man ever squad, again. squad, man. Detlef Shrimp, uh, Hersey Hawkins. It was a no good doubt. team. Eric Snow. Really, that, really good yeah. team. They just couldn't figure out the center position. Like, Sam Perkins was really good, but they brought him off the mm. bench. They paid all that money. Remember Irvin Johnson? Not Magic, obviously. Yes. He averaged like 1.4 rebounds. Yeah, everywhere he went, he made money. That being a big man in back in the day, you Chris need, Dudley. You needed that. It's yeah. polar opposite where every guys were overpaying for centers because they were just desperate to get big bodies. And that's the yeah, the NBA is completely different now. It, it's it's changed. And also this too, if we're gonna sit and use the argument LeBron hasn't made the fi the, the the playoffs majority of his time with the Lakers. Okay, are we gonna talk about Jordan playing for the Wizards? Because I'd like to have that conversation that no one ever wants they just gloss over it. You know, we, 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 we sit here and look at LeBron averaging 30 points a game in his 20th year in the league. And it's insane. It's honestly insane. It's insane it what he's doing to be at this level of talent for this long. And yet we look at Jordan at the same age. He was good with the Wizards. Averaging, what, like 22 a game, I think, his first year. And like 20 the second year was an all-star. Nowhere near the player LeBron is. No. So if we're going to talk about LeBron's Lakers career, where most guys at the end of their career have that, you know, like, it's like, 
you know, random players playing for random teams at the end, like Jerry Rice playing in people forget he also played in Denver not just the Raiders in Seattle or he retired when he went to Denver but then it was Seattle like you know guys just kind of wrap up their careers in random spots yeah LeBron's not doing it as just like a, I just want to keep playing he's still one of the best players in Thanks. the NBA now he's 50 to 1 to win the MVP he's no obviously shot. not winning MVP but he's putting up MVP numbers this year and everybody wants to just sit here and talk about how bad the Lakers are and yes yeah, some of it's LeBron's fault because LeBron James wanted his friends there like Russell Westbrook and the team is like they took a bunch of names and they just threw darts at it to say okay this is how we're gonna build our team this guy's available this guy's available it doesn't make any sense but LeBron is still playing as well as he's played throughout his entire career. And everybody wants to gloss over Jordan with the Wizards. And if we're going to talk about the end of the career for LeBron, we got to talk about the end of the year for, career for Jordan, and we don't do that. Well, I think a lot of people would say that you can't really compare that because Jordan took two years off. And some people, and I don't know necessarily if I agree, but the people who would counter that would also say, you know, your longevity is not an attribute. Like, it's what you've done in the peak of your career. Yes, like you had a long, successful career, and you've done this for a very long time. But Jordan, when he was Jordan, the Jordan that we know, the Bulls Jordan. Real Jordan. Real Jordan. <laughs> he was just, all he did was win. All he did was win, 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 no matter what. But we talk about Tom Brady and his longevity, and that's part of his legacy. I think, I the think that's right, The narrative's not the same yeah. with LeBron that it is with no, Tom Brady. it's not. But Tom there's Brady's nobody to compare this... Tom Brady to. Yeah, at this point, there is nobody to compare to Tom Brady. Yeah, no. Now but, everybody's comparing but here's quarterbacks the, to Tom Brady. But here's the thing. Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes becomes that guy that's like the next – not the next Tom Brady in terms of the way they play, but like the next potential goat. Six rings or whatever. He's going to be also compared to him and how long Tom Brady stayed at this level. At 45 years old, he's throwing the ball 50 times, still setting career highs and passing attempts and things like that. That's going to be then compared to Patrick Mahomes – was he able to do that? Well, Tom Brady could do it, but that will be the narrative. So what it is is Jordan set the narrative with what his career was, and we bask in the nostalgia of it and then use everybody else to be compared to that. Everybody forgets the bad playoff games Jordan had. He had those games. He had bad games. But, yes, Michael Jordan was as clutch as anybody ever was, and the, the closest player that's ever been in was Kobe. Plain and simple. Kobe modeled his game after Jordan. That's who was. LeBron has Magic Johnson all over him, yeah. but a much better scorer and a better shooter, but it's a different type of game. But it, it, there's... There, we, we only remember the successes of the greats and forget the failures as time goes on. We're still living in the moment with LeBron James. Years after he retires, more and more of these individual games where he didn't shoot the ball well or whatever, people are going to forget about that and they're going to look at the big picture. Dude, he averaged 30 points a game when he was 38, 39 years old. If he plays till he's 42 and he's still averaging 25, like that's, that's a big deal. Kareem couldn't even do that. Yeah, I yeah. used to be a big Bron hater until I realized like – it's not that serious, man. You can like Jordan <laughs> and LeBron James. This is contrary true. to what Nick Wright is telling you. <laughs> but it was always and like I, I I saw like pretty much the entire career of MJ, man, and I loved MJ. Like you said, there were some bad games there, yeah. but they were just completely different players where LeBron's more of a facilitator. Grab you can't guard LeBron. Grab Jordan wasn't six eight, two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. LeBron's a linebacker. Um, but you watched Kobe. You watched Kobe and you were like, That is a different version. That's Michael Jordan right there. Yes. I watched LeBron. You see some magic, mm -hmm. but man, I've learned to appreciate LeBron, and that's why every year, like since we started doing the show the last three years, I try to make the case for the Lakers and for LeBron to get back into the playoffs because I appreciate his greatness. We need him in the playoffs. I know it's going to be gone in a couple of yeah. years, 
And uh, yeah, I don't know at this rate, man. He may play till he's forty-five, like Tom Brady. I don't yeah, know, especially with Brownie but, coming into the league. You know, that's at least happening for one year in Cleveland, most likely. You are right about that, though. It's there, there's a lot of just there's so much comparing LeBron to Jordan that you don't people don't sit and actually appreciate how great LeBron James has been. Social media is a problem with that. You have yeah. so many more just clips, the flopping, and what he did with the Celtics. Like that was a foul, but my God, nobody got shot. Okay, like the the falling down and the dramatic. Oh no, there was a foul and no one called see, it. That's, How that's, will I ever live? That's Brown's problem. He's corny. Jordan was a stone faced yes. killer that was on the golf course playing thirty six holes of golf, taking your money, drinking beers, and then he was out there scoring sixty on you, and he was going to win every single game. And he was LeBron's wasn't, in like a, a Broadway and, drama. <laughs> And, and, and Jordan, here's the difference. Jordan in the fourth quarter wasn't giving the ball up. You're going to overrate mm-hmm. the Steve Kerr shot. That's because they double teamed him. Kerr was wide open at the free throw line. But when that you was say the that only that's time... the smart play, a lot of times yeah. it's LeBron James making the no, smart pass because that's a smart basketball he's, play. He's the more unselfish player. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. Jordan was not a good teammate. You watched the last dance. Oh, yeah. Those guys, everybody thought that Jordan and Pippen were best friends. They no. couldn't stand each other. No. Everybody hated Jordan. You don't, you don't want to play with a guy like that. There were stories like Bill Wennington one time at practice, like, bobbled the ball that Jordan passed him. So then the rest of the practice, he just whipped the ball at his face the rest of the practice. You heard about him punching Steve Kerr in oh, the yeah. face. Yeah. Guy that's was a, the ultimate competitor. Story. And Bron is too, but Bron, also the thing you could say about Bron, like, Jordan at North Carolina, hell of a player, wasn't even the number one overall pick. You knew LeBron was going to be the number one overall pick when he was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And never once has he really gotten any real trouble. Uh, role model, good dad. Yeah, he's kind of corny, but I kind of like that about LeBron. The more and more, like, the older I get, I like LeBron a little bit more. I'm going to miss that guy. Now, that said, not, I don't want to see him win another betting, ring. And we're also not betting him to win MVP. No, no there's God, no way no. you do that. And Yoke no, just plus 110, and yeah. B's all the way up there at plus 260, and Luka yeah. keeps falling off at plus 550. This really feels like, to me now, Again, LeBron's putting up MVP numbers on a winning team. There, there's a chance he's getting considered, which that also makes it a shame because you'd be like, I, I would like to see him get more consideration with the year that he's having. But I'm starting to actually lean more and more with you on Joel Embiid now yeah. because he's been the runner-up as the MVP the last two years, right? And you have Nikola Jokic winning it both times the last two years. You factor in the, do we really want to have... Jokic win three straight when LeBron and Jordan never got that. So then we can say that Jokic did. That stuff gets factored in, but then it's also, look at Embiid. Look at Embiid's matchup against Jokic. Look at how he dominated him with that 47 points over the weekend. That game mattered so much to this race. And you saw the price. I mean, shortened like crazy. That's going to be a massive determining factor at the end of the season. If this is a close race and the voters are sitting there going, do I give Jokic the first place vote or do I give Embiid the first place vote? I agree. Do you think that happened too early, though? Just him dropping 40 on Jokic and then picking up that win? No, because it'll still, because it was, let's say this, if he put up 47 on even Tatum, and it wouldn't really be on Tatum, the fact that it was specifically against Nikola Jokic, who's going to be top two, even top three, if if these even shift around a little bit as the season goes on, that's still going to be in everybody's heads because it it was a direct matchup. It's one thing when we're like, Okay, you saw what the 41 that Jason Tatum had against the Bucks earlier this year against Giannis. Like, they're not really matched up against each other the whole time. This was a classic, well, sort of classic. They obviously played different than what we had the big men do in the 90s. But this was a big man matchup that felt like 90s basketball in terms of the hype for it, for the two best players being the centers that are on the court, a, a nationally televised game, yeah. and Jokic comes out and plays well, but Embiid still looks like the better player by far, the one motivated to win that game and to win MVP. That's going to stick in people's heads. 
As long as Philadelphia doesn't fade away, because if they finish That's like true. the fourth or fifth seed in the East, which I don't think is going to happen, they're playing really good basketball right now. How far how far down do you think they could fall before he doesn't get considered for MVP? I anymore? think they need to be a top three seed because the I problem in the West with Jokic and the reason that you could make the case for the third straight year would be the number one seed mm-hmm. in the West, and especially in the West with Denver. Um, even though they did get a lot of guys back, you know. They got Jamal Murray back. And, and almost does that get held against Jokic? It's like he won it for two years in a row when it was basically him. But then if you're adding back Jamal Murray, who's still not like 100% back, and Michael Porter Jr. misses time still when he's hurt, but you have those guys out there on the court more, there might be voters too that say he's also got a little more help this year. This is Embiid's turn. Yeah, I like Tatum at 10-1. to 1. I just like that number. And I think it, all the value on Embiid is gone. You know, mm-hmm. the value is when Ryan took yep. it at 15-1. to yes. 1. So uh, there's this psychological thing that happens to us where we start thinking things are more reasonable and more likely to happen just because the odds have changed. Mm-hmm. And we've seen a couple of, you know, recency bias. We've seen a good couple of Embiid games. You know, the value would have been a few weeks ago. So for me, you know, given the fact that Jokic is in a little baby slump right now, like very small, Embiid, the value is gone. Luka, I'm not sure that his health sustains. Uh, Tatum, number one team. I think they'll probably finish number one in the East. Yeah, I agree. Uh, if you can get him 10 to 1, I mean, he was the leader in the clubhouse like three weeks ago. So I think you want to take a few guys. And if you can, with the ebbs and flows in the NBA season, if you can get a Tatum at 10 to 1, and, you know, probably the value on Jokic is gone, value on Giannis is gone, I think that's probably what I would do. I like that price for Tatum, and I like the reasoning, especially because they're going to be the number one seed in the East, unless they completely fall off, which I don't expect because we need to get my guy Malcolm Brogdon home for the sixth man. Obviously, Jalen Brown being on that roster and, like, all those guys, that doesn't matter, does it? Because if Tatum's averaging Mm -hmm. close to 30 points per game, he's putting up the rebounds, he's facilitating, and, like, the thing that nobody talks about is how good he is defensively. You know, LeBron, the last couple of years, he's not playing a whole lot of defense yeah. in the regular season. But when he wants to, he's a very capable mm-hmm. defender. I think that that matters a little bit. And that's the one thing that Jokic really – I mean, he gives you effort. He's he's improved defensively, but he's not a lockdown defender. Not like no. Giannis is. No. Or, you know, some of these other guys. LeBron, when he was really, really young. Yeah, LeBron in Miami in, in those days, he was an insane uh, yeah. defender. You know yeah. who I'm not voting for MVP or betting, even though he was 66-1 to and it continues to go down, is Donovan Mitchell, who it was 96-93. We need the points. We're rooting for overtime. He comes down the court, wide open look at a three, bricks it off the front of the rim. Yep. We're going to lose this game. I'm going to lose the Cavs. Yep. He's not scoring 25. He's not scoring 30. should have known when it was the you better you bet parlay. They're not hitting the, the parlay. <laughs> He's three for 12 from three, guys. If he was eight for 12, he has shot 12 threes. Eight for 12, he hits our prop. What's the you better you bet parlay? Can it's, we get a parlay tomorrow night? I I, don't, <laughs> I would like one. Well, we had a Trista one tonight, yeah. so that didn't hit. And it did not hit. But so it wasn't on the border. It would have. Yeah, it was this not on the true. border. This is true. That's my opinion, at least. It needs to actually be up there in a graphic. The Horvodice uh, parlay. Yeah. There's always that.